0: Welcome to the weekly podcast of Upper Room Christian Fellowship in Lincoln, Nebraska. Thank you for listening. My wife, my sweet wife, sent me a, a picture text. And it was of uh, The Andy Griffith Show, if you're over, well, I guess you gotta be around my age. <laughs> but if you know that show, it shows Andy and Barney in the front row in church and Barney is asleep. And the caption reads, there's a fine line between listening to a sermon and being held hostage. So my prayer this morning is you will not feel like you're being held as a hostage That you'll be blessed this morning. Because we got some big words to tackle this morning. And if you will, if we go on this journey together, you will be blessed. But before we do that, let's first stand for the reading of the Word. We are in Romans chapter 3. And we will, Lord willing unless an asteroid strikes or something, we will finish chapter 3 this morning. Or if the Lord comes, that would be even better, wouldn't it? Let's just go home. Now, we're going to focus on, really, verses 24 on. But, just to pick up momentum here, let's start on verse 20. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, no flesh will be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. through faith to demonstrate his righteousness, because in his forbearance God had passed over the sins that were previously committed, to demonstrate at the present time his righteousness, that he might be just and justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Where is boasting then? It's excluded by the law of cor- works. No, by the law of faith. Therefore we conduct, Excuse me. Therefore we conclude. That a man is justified by faith apart from the deeds of the law? Or is he the God of the Jews only? Is he not also the God of the Gentiles? Yes, of the Gentiles also. Since there is one God who will justify the circumcised by faith and in the uncircumcised through faith, do we then make void the law through faith? Certainly not. Contrary, we establish the law. Let's pray. Father, we just pray as we come to this part of Romans, Lord, that you would help us to understand more fully what it means to be saved, what the price was paid, and it is done. But also, Lord, that we also help us to be able to articulate a little better our faith to those who are lost and are hurting. Bless our time together, Lord, we pray. Be glorified this morning. Minister to our hearts as you see fit. Help us, Lord, to be receptive to your word, that it may sink and seep into our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Like I said, there's a lot of big words here. I'll do my best to explain them, but even more so, put them together. Now, remember backing up. There's none righteous, no, not one. All have sinned, all fall short of glory of God. There's none, none. Fourteen indictments he went through, remember? All held captive under sin. Prisoner to death. Every one of us. But remember, we came to last week and it was, but now the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed. And remember that word righteousness, it really means, if you will, right standing with God. Now, the right standing with God, if you will, apart from the law is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ, to all and on all who believe. For there is no difference, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Everyone has fallen short, even Job cried out, but how can a man be righteous before God? Then Isaiah, if you will, gives us a little clue. He says, he shall see the labor of his soul and be satisfied by his knowledge. My righteous servant shall justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. So in the prophets, and if you will, we talked about the law also was pointing to someone else, a redeemer. Now we find in verse 24 that we are justified. We are being justified. We are continually being justified. That word, I'm going to have some help from John MacArthur, he says this. Justified means to declare the rightness of something or someone. Justification is God's declaration. That all the demands of the law are fulfilled on behalf of the believing sinner through the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Justification is holy forensic or legal transaction. Changes the judicial standing of the sinner before God. In justification, God imputes the perfect righteousness of Christ to the believer's account. It's Christ's righteousness put to our account. And it is constantly we are being clothed in Christ and His righteousness. Every one of us clothed in His righteousness. And it's freely as a gift. And that word really means without a cause too. It can be translated. So it's been given to us, clothed in Him, freely given to us, even though without a cause on our part. This is what has been given to us. What His grace, unmerited favor, God's riches at Christ's expense God's enablement. So see, it's, it's not just an unmerited favor, but it's also being equipped. That God has clothed us in righteousness. He's justified us. But He's also given it to us freely, and it's not under your merit, but God's merit. God did this. And then we come to redemption. Again, I'll use John MacArthur. John says this, as I know. John says this, you know, him and I, we hang out all the time. John says, it carries the idea of delivering especially by means of paying a price. It was commonly used of paying ransom to free a prisoner from his captors or paying the price to free a slave from his master. So we see that we are bought out of slavery. What was it? The slavery to, of sin. In Ephesians 1.7 It says, In Him we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of His grace. But we are also prisoners of death. And release those, it says in Hebrews 2.15, who through the fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Why? Because the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. So where do we go from this?
1: Verse 25. Whom God set forth.
0: See, where there is no hope throughout the history of mankind, God had a plan. Salvation is God's, all God's doing. His plan, execution, success, all of it is God. It was His plan, or like it says in Galatians, but when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth His Son, born of a woman, born under the law to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons, and if you will, daughters. God had a plan. And in this plan, is so magnificent, we have to, if you will, suck air. But how, the question really was, how can the righteous, just God also show mercy without compromising His integrity and character? We're all guilty. We all deserve death. As we look upon the world as it is today, we see things and we cry justice. Human trafficking is such a large business, we don't understand it fully. Do you know that annually it's $650 billion made in human trafficking? Do you also know that when they are done using a lot of these children, what they do then is they, I'm sorry to say this, I know we have mixed company here as in children, but hear me, they sell their body parts. Wickedness. Evil. Oh, and don't think America is not guilty of this. They're the biggest customers. $650 billion a year. God sees this. God sees the cartels down south by the border and how they're, if you will, muling these people over and some with drugs. God sees how they treat people. God sees what's going on in Ukraine. God sees what's going on in Africa. God sees what's going on in China. God sees men being persecuted and women for their faith in Christ Jesus. God sees all this. And God also sees what goes on in your heart and my heart. And He declares we're all guilty None is righteous. No, not one. None is good. There's no purpose for God to save us. People ask, why can, how can God send somebody to hell? God doesn't have to send anybody to hell. We're all going there. We all deserve it. But how can God save humanity when humanity really, if you will, isn't worth saving if you look at it realistically. But also there's a problem. God can't just say, oh, it's okay with one person, because again, we're talking about everybody's guilty. You and I sin every single day. God sees every thought. God sees every motive. God sees every desire. And God should just said guilty, guilty, guilty. I'm done with it. But He didn't. He had a plan. That's the wonderful story. And in this plan, we pick it up. If you will, look at verse 25 again. Whom God sent forth as a propitiation by his blood, that word propitiation again, I'll use Macarthur carries the basic idea of appeasement or satisfaction in ancient pagan religions, as in many religious religions today. the idea of man's appeasing a deity by various gifts or sacrifices was common, but in the New Testament. Propitiation always refers to the work of God, not of man. Man is utterly incapable of satisfying God's justice except by spending eternity in hell. The only satisfaction or propitiation that could be acceptable to God and that could reconcile him to man had to be made by God
1: himself.
0: See, it's the propitiation of sin is, if you will, it had to be done
1: on God's side. This
0: word propitiation is used several times in Scripture. In 1 John 4, 10, it says this, And this is love, not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation. Propitiation for our sins. 1 John 2, 1 and 2 it says, My little children, these things I write to you so that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. He himself is the propitiation for our sins. Not ours only, but also for the whole world. But then Hebrews 2.17 gives us a clear picture of this. Therefore, in all things, he, Christ, had to be made like his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest, in things pertaining to God, to make propitiation for the sins of the people.
1: Why a high priest? Why? This word is also used in Hebrews.
0: Verse 9, chapter 9, verse 4 and 5. Which had the golden censer and the ark of the covenant overlaid on the sides with gold in which were the golden pot and that of the manna, Aaron's rod that budded and the tablets of the covenant and above it were the cherubim of glory overshadowing the mercy seat. Of these things we cannot now speak in detail. Did you catch it? Probably didn't. See, that word mercy seat can also be translated propitiation. Now it becomes a little clearer, doesn't it? See, the high priest, once a year, the year of the day of Yom Kippur, the day of atonement, what he would do is he would take blood and it's the only time he would go into the Holy of Holies. Because he... The temple was separated from the holy place, the holy of holies. But the holy of holies, that's where the Ark of the Covenant was. And the Ark of the Covenant, it was this beautiful gold, if you will, um, cabinet, box. But in the box was, again, was the Ten Commandments. The law. Hold on to that. The law. Forget about Aaron's rod, if you will. Forget about the manna. Look at the commandments. They're in this box. But something separate separate would be over it. See, it would be covered with a lid. And the lid had these two cherubim angels looking down with their wings touching, looking down upon the law. See, we couldn't keep the law. You couldn't keep the law. I can't keep the law. Nobody throughout history could keep the law. It's impossible. So what would happen is then the high priest would come with blood. It had to be blood. And then he would put it on the mercy seat, because that was the only way that it could cover sin. But see, it couldn't cover it. It only pointed that nobody can keep it. All guilty, guilty, guilty. So the propitiation, the high priest, had to come in with blood. So now enter in Jesus Christ. See, He came to the earth to take our punishment upon
1: Him by His blood.
0: by His blood. He came to the earth to take upon Himself the punishment, the wrath of God due us. But notice how God does this. First, understand something. People go, oh, it's so unfair. That's child abuse. Why would the father send his son? Why didn't he just do it? Understanding God is trying to teach little children about him. He's infinite. I don't fully understand the Trinity, but God is one God. And yet he has three persons, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. But they're all one. How does that all work? We're talking about deity. I think it's so funny when you hear this. People are always tearing apart the Bible. How can God actually have the sun stand still? How can God actually have a whale swallow a man? How can all these miracles? That's not the question. The question is, is God created everything. How did He create everything? And do you think these little miracles are that hard for this God that created everything? That's not the question. Question question is, is, will you worship Him or will you just continue to ignore Him? Because all heaven cries out of His creation that God exists, God exists, God exists. Here's the wonderment of it, that God clothed Himself in flesh, because there's no way you could keep it, there's no way I could keep it, Abraham couldn't keep it, David couldn't, nobody could keep it. So God then clothed Himself in flesh, and took upon the wrath of God that is just. It's the only way that God's integrity would be held in place, that He took His own son that he clothed himself in flesh but notice this this is how he took the punishment he let man who he created dev it all out he was beaten he was whipped and then they hung him on a cross who hung him on a cross both jew and gentile representing all humanity. That he took our punishment upon himself. And then he took the ultimate
1: punishment. Separation. From the father. That's hell. That's what he did. So amazing. So wonderful pick it back up as I somehow shut the so
0: then God set forth as a propitiation by his blood through faith to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance God passed over the sins that were previously committed what does he mean by by that he means this He means all the Old Testament saints and all the people that lived in Old Testament times. That God overlooked the
1: sin. Why?
0: Because they knew something. They knew that the blood of goats and bulls and lambs didn't really take away their sin. They knew that they were still sinners. But see, they looked forward to the time that the Redeemer would come. Oh, you're looking at me. Really? They knew that? Check this out. Many believe that Job was written as the oldest book in the Old Testament. Definitely the oldest writer,
1: if you will, spoken. Job
0: himself said this. For I know that my Redeemer lives. This is before the law. For I know that my Redeemer lives. This is before Moses. For I know my Redeemer lives, and He shall stand at last on the earth. See, the Old Testament, they were looking towards the cross. We have the benefit we can look back and see the cross but it's only through the cross that humanity can be saved. It's only by the sacrifice that Christ gave in our place for you and for me. And because of that, even those in the Hebrews 11 that they call the Hall of Fame of Faith, these all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off were assured of them, embraced them, confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on this earth. There's only one way, and it's through, if you will, the propitiation of what Christ has done. Only that could satisfy the wrath, the justice of God. But see, that does something too for us to demonstrate, verse 26, The present time, his righteousness, that we may be just and justifier. That he might be just and justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. God declares us justice. That we're justified. That we're right standing before him. Because of one word too that we missed out.
1: We've been redeemed.
0: We've been freed from the slavery of sin and the prison of death. So if you will, look at it this way. Because of Jesus and what He paid, the wrath of God, Jesus redeemed us from the prison of slavery, of sin and death. So now God declares us just, righteous, being justified.
1: As the old saying goes, just as if I have never sinned. Oh, but you sinned today.
0: I know, but you're being justified. You're always being clothed. God has to constantly remind us, I see you in Christ. Remember, this is separate from sanctification. We'll talk about that another time. This is justified, being justified, being declared justice, being declared righteous, being declared right standing before God, approved of God. Not because of what you did, not because of what I did. Remember, none of us were seeking after God. God had to seek after us and say, look what I did for you. I died for you. Do believe me. Otherwise, you have to go
1: there's no other way apart from me. You'll be separate from me. Still we reject him, many.
0: Still we question him as motive, many. And even every day in our lives we question him. Do you really love
1: me? Do you really care? Do you
0: really see me? We have to look to the cross. We have to look to this man, this man God. Why? Because we see how humanity treated him. And we see, again, that we deserve that judgment. We deserve the crime being filled by his justice.
1: He did it. Look at verse 27. Where's the boasting then? He did it all. Man's greatest struggle is his pride. There's no boasting. There's nothing you can do. Absolutely nothing.
0: Nobody's cool in heaven. Nobody's the man in heaven. No, 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 no. It's just him.
1: The man. The Lamb. God.
0: Only Him. All we do is fall down and worship and thank Him. Thank you so much. Nobody's hot in heaven. Nobody's that hot person that's, hey, look at that person over there. Isn't he hot? The only hot people are those that are in hell. Still
1: full of pride. Boasting. Cursing. No, not in heaven. We all
0: worship him, the Lamb, has taken away the sin of all the world. No boasting.
1: Where is the boasting? It's excluded.
0: By what law? Works? No. By the law of faith. The law of faith? Now, yeah, don't you remember? We already t- took care of this in Romans one seventeen For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As is written, the just shall live by faith. I see it. I see what he did. I I trust him. He called me. I don't know why he chose me. I don't know why. I have nothing to brag about. I can't say, well, of course he chose me. I went to Sunday school every day when I was a kid. I mean, I was prime meat here, baby. Of course he he said, hey, I need that guy. He's going to be a speaker in front of people. Not everybody can speak in front of people. That's the only thing I have on you. I can speak in front of people. Why? Because I'm an idiot. I don't know why. There's no reason why He chose me. I have no merit. I have no reason. I have nothing to say. Of course you chose. Oh, we can't look throughout the earth and go, of course God chose that person. God chose that person. No. None of us. None of us deserve it. None of us are right standing before Him. But we can all just look at the benefit of just saying thank you. Of course we worship
1: Him. Of course we give Him all the glory. Of course we give Him all the praise. Of course we love Him.
0: Verse 28. Therefore we conclude that a man is justified by faith. Apart from the deeds of the law, or is he the God of the Jews only? Is he not also the God of the Gentiles? Yes, of the Gentiles also. Since there is no one, since there is, excuse me, since there is one God who will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through faith. Do we then make void the law through faith? Certainly not. On the contrary, we
1: establish the law.
0: How do we establish the law? Well, in Galatians chapter 3, it says the law was a
1: tutor. The law, as we've talked about
0: before in verse 20, as it just shows that all of us have fallen. None of us are right. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, no flesh will be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. That's what the law did. Revealed to you and me that
1: I didn't make it. I'm not good enough.
0: I've sinned. I've missed the mark. I went to the great Platte River and I decided to jump across the Platte River. To show to you that I am worthy of jumping past. So I went to the widest spot. Not the narrowest, but the widest. Because that's what plat means. I don't know if you knew that. I figured that. I found that out. Probably Kevin had told me, but don't tell him. It was French. It's for flat. The flat river. I got a crowd of people. Oh, even some elite athletes. And I said, I can jump across. You probably can't, but I can. So it wasn't just such a big thing that all these elite athletes came, but they also had bands playing. A speaker, an MC, saying, and Luke is now going to attempt to jump across the flat river. And so then there's a silence, hush in the crowd, as I show them that I don't need to go way back. No, 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 no. Ten steps is all I need. I see those long jumpers, but they have nothing on me. So I begin to run. And as I leap off the bank of the river, I'm flying through the air. The crowd is cheering. My wife, his hand and face going like this. Because I only hit ten feet and I fall into the river. Into the mud. Now, you might be thinking, 10 feet, that's pretty good. Not when I had hundreds more feet to go. So then the elite athlete came, comes out and says, you're a wimp. You're old. and You have no springs. So then he runs and he jumps and he gets out 30 feet. But still, it's the same thing. Splash
1: into the mud. Nobody can do it. No one.
0: I don't care how good you think you are or how right you think you are. None of us can do it. We cannot keep the law. We can't make our own way to heaven. That's why Christ came. Clothed Himself in our flesh. Took our penalty upon Himself. And has declared us
1: who believe in him, who trust in him, declared just, righteous, redeemed, bought at a price, an expensive price, because it was by blood,
0: Jesus' blood. Peter says, knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as a lamb without blemish,
1: without spot. His blood. Remember something
0: that it was so holy in that place that the high priest would only come in once a year and only with blood, and it was covering over that. And you remember what happened when ever that box was disturbed because, see, it represented the presence of God. But, see, it is, if you will, it's a small little mock-up for what's in
1: heaven. It's a little model. You know those little
0: cute little models that you see sometimes that they have? You'll go into an architect's room and there's, you know, there's like buildings or whatever, and they have this 3D mock-up of it. Cute little building, you know. That's what this was. It was just a cute little display of what's in heaven. And Jesus took his blood, his blood, that humanity struck him with to bleed. And he took the blood And he put it on the mercy seat, forever covering the law. And now you and I are free from keeping the law. The law has now been established. Because it says in Hebrews, but the Holy Spirit also witnesses to us. For after he had said before, this is my covenant that I will make with them. After those days, says the Lord, I will put my laws into their hearts. Hearts and their minds, I will write them. See, we don't have to keep the law. I don't have to jump. Neither do you. Keep your clothes dry. Trust me, you won't make it. Just listen to me. You faith have trusted in God. He's done it for us. And now it's not about keeping the law. It's because He kept it for me. Now He has written it on my heart. And if I yield to Him, if I submit to Him on a day-to-day basis, I too will learn that I am redeemed. I'm free. I'm free from the bondage. I'm free. I'm free from the prison. Of death, I'm free. He set me free. Because remember, we're being justified by being justified on a continual basis. Every time we come up to Him and we go, I am terrible, I'm horrible. The Lord says something to us. He says something just as He said to Zechariah, and I will conclude with this. If you want to, you may turn there. Zechariah Zachariah chapter 3. Don't ever try to talk with your hand in your mouth. It makes no sense at all. It's verse 1. Then he showed me Joshua the high priest standing before the angel of the Lord and Satan standing at his right hand to oppose him. And the Lord said to Satan, The Lord rebuke you, Satan. The Lord who has chosen Jerusalem rebuke you. Is this not a bran plucked from the fire? Now Joshua was clothed with filthy garments and was standing before the angel. Then he answered and spoke to those who stood before him, saying, Take away the filthy garments from him. And to him he said, see, I removed your iniquity from you. And I will clothe you with rich robes. And I said, let them put a clean turban on his head. So they put a clean turban on his head. And they put the clothes on him. And the angel of the Lord stood by. That's what happens every day. You're clothed. You're clothed. You're clothed. You're righteous. You're justified. Is that wonderful news? This is good news. This is news that should bring us into our feet. Says, Praise God, He's done it all. But the only thing that keeps us reserved from it is because you had nothing to do with it. He did it. He did it all. And now what's written in my heart may now be proclaimed to all eternity. Those on the earth. He did
1: it all. And He loves me. And I give Him the glory. I give Him the praise. I give Him the honor. I give Him my love. Does that sound good? Because it's true. It's done. When God sees you, He sees you clothed in His righteousness. Now, the world, it
0: will be judged. Oh, the time's coming. But God will pass over because, see, He's not slack concerning His promises. Some think that He is slack. No, no. See, He's waiting for all that would come to repentance will repent. Remember that. God desires, it's the mystery. You want to know the mystery of all heaven. Why, 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 why you? Why me? Why does he wait? Why is he so patient? Why, why, why do we complain and whine about so much here? We don't look up in heaven and say, just like those of faith, and said, I know I'm just a pilgrim here. I'm going somewhere else. But in the meantime, I've got to tell others. I've got to share it with others. But even more important is this. Oh, walk with him
1: then you and I will shine because of His love for us. Can't help it. But just rejoice.
0: So every morning when we wake up, yeah, we're putting on the armor of God, but remember something, that underneath that armor is a robe of righteousness. And you didn't put it on, He clothed you with it.
1: And remember that every day that we wake up, that he says, you're righteous, you're justified. Oh, you're going to get dirty. Don't worry. My blood covers all your sin. Learn to walk in me. Learn to trust me. Not just with your salvation, but every day. Learn to let your emotions be purified with my blood. Learn to let your thoughts go to me and my work, not yours. Let your mind also remember that all things I will work for my righteousness and my truth and my glory. Even if you don't understand it. As I make all things new. Will you stand with me?
0: Father, I just thank you for the truth that we heard this morning. And Lord, if we're all honest with you and ourselves.
1: We're going to say, Lord, many a times I don't look to you in my times of trouble, my times of loneliness, my times of failure, my times of success, success, time of pain, sorrow, and suffering,
0: because I just focus on myself. I pray for each of us, Lord, that we be reminded this morning it's already been paid for, dealt with, and done with. That we can live our lives on the victory side rather than continue to beat ourselves as we try to beat ourselves either into submission or propitiation for ourselves. That we, Lord, with a stick, love to carry out your wrath on ourselves and those around us. I pray for your spirit to move in our hearts this morning to hear and understand the truth that was spoken through your word. And that means all of us. That we rejoice in the fact that you chose us, that you paid it all and that you're doing it all. Let us be as adopted children into your bosom, rest in that truth. Lord, I pray that every day that we would understand and recognize that we are clothed in your righteousness. That we, Lord, carry something with us that is so powerful, so magnificent, your spirit. Not that we may live our lives the way that we desire to satisfy our own little needs. Understand that there's a bigger picture here. Lord, as we see the things happening around us, Help us not to have a gleeful heart saying, Yes, Lord, judge them. Instead, Lord, help us to walk in fear. Fear not in terror, Lord, but in awe of your patience, of the work that you've done, the work that you're doing, your desire for all to come to repentance. Now, Lord, I pray to you who is able to keep us from stumbling and to present us faultless before your presence, your glory, with exceeding joy. To God our Father, who alone is wise, be glory, majesty, dominion, and power, both now and forever. Amen.